On this episode, Stefan, Indy, and I wear the same clothes. I talk about drinking and where Instagram's going. And this is episode 181 of the Ask Gary V Show. Had a good solid episode yesterday. It was good to get back on the saddle. First time we're going back to back in a minute. What's up, Periscope? Good to see the Aussies in the house. Looking forward to our uh, to our interview in a few minutes. Uh, good to see the actual book. This was the galley I kept showing you. This is what you send to people. I guess it's not the fully corrected book. The actual book is in place now. Look at this. Casey's, look at, D-Rock, you must love this. Casey's in the back cover. And my favorite part, did you get it, D-Rock? You good? Yeah. Good. My favorite part, the Jets t-shirt is on the binding. I gotta say, I mean, this is, I actually want to see if we can pick up, can we like find the thank you economy and crush it? I'm curious if this is bigger. I feel like it's bigger than both of them combined. By the way, the index I just looked at, I like that Yik Yak is on page 155 <laughs> and 171 to 172. Oh, Zucks made it, page 170. Wait, this section? How about this? The crossword. This is gonna be interesting. First person to fill out the crossword puzzle correctly and take a picture of it and get it to me wins. Something. <laughs> uh, India, you well? Yeah. Well. What's been going on? Nothing much. Just you know, working on this giant Twitter article. It's coming out later today. It's, is today. it? Wow! You made me eat my words. I, I did. I was really excited about that. You feeling good, Stefan? You you, you contributed. Good. You got some video action. All right, good. I'm ready for the show. I'm feeling really, really good, actually. Yeah. This one from Patrick. Oh, by the way, Boston looks locked and loaded. Uh, March 10th, I think that night is. So, uh, is then March 9th. Actually, you've got my phone. Give me your calendar. Uh, you can get into the first question, India. I don't wanna, the, the 11th is Friday, so I was right, right? Yes, March 10th, Boston. Oh, it'll be the night of March 9th. March 9th, Boston, locked and loaded. We haven't locked and loaded it yet. I'm 100% doing a book event there. Just gotta find the person that's gonna pony up 5,000 <laughs> books to host me. Or 3,500, or beggars can't be choosers. It might be 2,700, we'll see. But it will happen, Boston. I'm coming, I'm wearing a Jets jersey, and, uh, and I'm ready to go. All right, let's do it. This is over Patrick. Patrick. Um, hi, By the way, India, wait a minute. What? Wait, wait, wait. What? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Oh, get, this. get in here. What? This is a maroon explosion. I'm very proud of us. We didn't even, we didn't even text each other in the morning. Nope, we didn't. Like we usually do. Like we always do. 181 is the maroon explosion. What are you wearing on the show today? <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, Patrick. Patrick. Patrick asks, hi man. What do you think about Instagram in the next two to three years from now? I think that Instagram will be easily one of the top two social networks in America and 
globally will be a major force. I think that Facebook and Snapchat are the only two things that compete with it. Um, and I think that anybody who right now isn't spending a disproportionate amount of time trying to figure out the hashtag culture, the Instagram ad product, your organic Instagram posting, working with Instagram influencers is making a huge mistake to not set their business up properly in a 2018, 2019 world. So I'm massively bullish all in. It's one of the biggest reasons I think all of you, whether you can only afford one share or a thousand shares, I think Facebook does extremely well because of the revenue that, we haven't even seen the real revenue come in from Instagram yet. Uh, It's a beast, it is the current social network of the moment for 28 to 40 uh, coast Americans, uh, 2022 to 35 other parts of America and uh, I just think it's an incredibly important platform and I'm very, very bullish on it and as somebody who day trades attention by the time, by the way, we have to write my day trade attention article. It's time, you know. Um, uh, I think it's uh, massively important. I'm buying it now. I don't predict for two years, but that's my intuition. And by the way, here's a good time to chop this in, Rock. Show this. Predicting that Facebook acquires Instagram. Uh, oh, Stefan. It's Gary Vernachek, who's the co-founder of VaynerMedia, back in January, predicting the purchase of Instagram by Facebook. And today, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg shelled out a billion dollars for that very service. That was when I was on the Pierce Morgan show on CNN, the day Facebook bought Instagram. I made that comment, and everybody on Twitter said I was an idiot because Instagram was only 500 days old, but Zucks did fund him. Instagram's probably worth $50 billion right now, maybe more. So when you buy it for one, you did well, because those are billions. You know, it's not just a 50X. When you 50X eight bucks, it's nice to have 400 bucks. When you 50X a billion, that's, that's 11 Jets teams. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick too, another Patrick. Patrick also. Also named Patrick. Yeah, okay Patrick. If TV is the radio and phone is the new TV. Yes. Patrick asks, if TV is the radio and phone is the new TV, what is the desktop computer? I'm not sure. Next? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't just give those kind of answers on the show because there's so few answers ever in history and who knows if I want to do an Ask Gary Vee book too. Uh, the desktop computer, I mean, I think, you know, the TV, the, the, TV, the radio, what's the desktop computer? Um, I don't know, like, the biggest magazines and print articles in, you know, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Sports Illustrated, and Time Magazine in 1992, right? Like, it, it, it was a major thing. But, but the phone is just a proxy to the internet. It's the delivery mechanism. So really, you know what? The, you know what? Actually, I got a much better one. See, this is why I took it. The desktop computer or the laptop was the black and white television. The mobile device is the color television. Because they're both delivering the internet. It's the internet. That is what I'm talking about. The phone just happens to be the television, you know. I'm trying to, what about the other way? What if like? India, this is not the Ask India show. <laughs> you, you can go do this with everybody else after. You can do what everybody else does, ponders. We don't do that. I'm wondering if that's what he meant. It's like I got nervous. Oh, one more time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to screw up the question. TV is the radio and phone is TV. Like, so what is the next like desktop? No, 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 that's it. What right, is, okay. I, I think he was asking for a historical. From Will. Will the Thrill. What do you think is? Do you just think like Will at home is just like, oh, he called me the thrill and tries to get his boys to call him the thrill? (laughs) Will says, hey Gary, what do you think is the best market for a teenager to start selling things? Uh, Instagram. Instagram is, and Snapchat. 
Instagram and Snapchat. Instagram's really happening. I mean, there are kids on Instagram making bank selling sneakers. Like, tens of that. Do you know how much money I would make if I was born during this era? If I was, if I was 13 now, I used to have to go to like the store and I didn't have a license. Like, and buy shit and then flip shit the, like three weeks later on a Saturday. If I had real-time marketplace dynamics and I could buy stuff, my poor, I mean, UPS and FedEx guy would have been my homies. Stuff would have been coming in and out. Like, ridiculous. Um, so Instagram and Snapchat because that's where other teenagers are spending their time and I do believe that most teenagers best opportunity to sell shit is to sell to other teenagers. Of course they can sell to other demos but I think the biggest upside's there and I only know this, uh, you know, the only reason I'm really ans- why I answered Instagram so quickly is I know dozens of kids, dozens, which is a lot off the top of my dome of kids making thousands of dollars slinging sneakers. And not just sneakers. I mean, I've seen the video games because I like that for you know old school video games. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. Instagram is a beast for selling stuff. Philip asks, when you go out for some drinks, how many do you have and still stay productive the next day? Philip, I don't drink that. You know, it's funny. I actually said this the other day in in, in a conversation in my life, which was. I don't think I would have ever drank alcohol. Just like you know, a lot of people reacted to the fact that on the show the other day or somewhere on Daily V or whatever, I said that you know I've never done any drugs. I've never even smoked a cigarette. Um, I don't think I would have ever drank alcohol. I didn't have my first beer until I was nineteen. You know, like, and I probably drank like twenty of them. Like I used to like talk about milking a beer at like a party, like when you were twenty. Like, pfft. my shit was like not warm, it was like a hot spring. <laughs> you know, like, like I, uh, I don't really love alcohol. I, I learned to love wine. I've weirdly, you know, it's weird, I've weirdly started liking really well-made mixed drinks. Like the bartender culture of New York helped that, so like bourbon, things of that nature. Like, but I don't love alcohol, so what was the question? How, how many drinks, like once, you know what actually does get me drunk? The last three times I've been drunk, sake. I love sushi, sushi so much. It's in such little portions and usually when I have sushi, for some weird reason, it's usually a Friday or Saturday night and I'm usually with Lizzie or very close friends and so I'm more relaxed and I go and sake gives me, uh, gets me twisted. But besides that, <laughs> you like that so much? Thanks man. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. So uh, by the way, I'm, right now I'm on a hardcore diet I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've lost like a good five pounds in the last three weeks. Have you noticed a little bit, India? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, and so, <laughs> and so, yeah. I uh, I really have to say that nothing, nothing really gets me excited about drinking alcohol. Like it's not something that's part of my culture. And so I'll drink a glass of wine or two when I'm not in this hardcore diet stuff. And um, it's super easy to be productive because that's, you know, I grew up, from 22 to 30, I was tasting 100 wines a day and my tolerance is, my tolerance is stunningly through the roof because of all that. And so, yeah, that's it. That's probably also stemmed from like, on Daily V, it's like drinks meeting, drinks meeting, like 10 a night. Yeah, they're all drinks meetings, but like last night they were all like seltzer with lemon and lime. Last one from Matt. Um, is it? This is the last one, yeah. Four? No, I did five. There were two people named Patrick. I know that, thank you. Matt asks, what are your thoughts on employee retention in the digital marketing industry? Is the high turnover normal? 
The reason there's high turnover in my industry, agency life, is because most companies are owned by holding companies who are required. So there's four major holding companies in advertising. They've consolidated and bought up all the agencies and they're these big billion dollar conglomerates. And I don't know everything about it because I haven't really studied it, but they're big holding companies which tell companies like VaynerMedia, great companies like 72 and Sunny, a great digital shop and and a TV shop, like Droga5 just got sold, great company. Like these great companies, 360i, Carrot that got bought by Vice, they're owned by holding companies who tell their CEOs, you know, usually the guy or gal that looks like me that sold the company for a lot of money to get upfront, but and you have to earn it out and then you're locked in because half your money's gonna come after four years so you gotta keep the job, golden handcuffs, Google it if you don't know what I mean. And so they tell them you have to run your company at a 27% gross margin or 23% gross margin. You know, if I had to do that tomorrow because I wanted the big cash out, I'd probably have to fire 100 people. And then what happens is the inevitable thing that looks like this. You know, you have a superstar youngster that's growing up within the organization and, we've, and you guys have lived this, so many have gone from you know, making very little to making more and more and more, right? Uh, you inevitably don't promote them for a year or two because you can't afford to because the only rule is you've got to make 23.7% gross profit. The only rule. And so the reason there's huge turnover is because the best people don't get compensated fast enough. Nobody's who, nobody who's running the company has long-term ambitions because they've already sold out and they're only trying to stay there for three or four more years and maximize their bonuses and their money so they're making the decision. And so like anything in life, everything stems from top. It's why I always say on the show and why I said yesterday in front of the whole company, everything is my fault. And that's true in these scenarios. And so this has been a huge advantage for my company. Um, I'm able to do what I'm doing because I want to build an evergreen company forever. And so I'm able to treat uh, I'm, I'm able to deploy meritocracy and if that comes at my expense, it comes in my short-term expense but 15 years from now, out of happiness and financial, I'll win. So that's why that's happening um, and, they burn, and so because they don't want to pay and because they run a margin, they do a lot of things. They don't compensate people properly, they leave. They burn good people to the ground. You know, you know what goes on here, I mean you're in the trenches. If somebody's on a hardcore account that's tough, you know, we usually get them out of there a year later because they're just dying but those Companies don't usually do that because they just need to maximize and it's, it's, they're actually incentivized to let you quit. And like, because they're gonna replace you for less. And you know, so, um, that's that. So, the question was. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? Is high turnover normal? Yeah, it's normal. Because most of, the, most of the companies are vigged in a game that creates a scenario for high turnover. And so, in general, I'm trying to push you guys 181 episodes deep if you've been along the ride or if you're 20 episodes in or if this is your first episode. The, the concept of the show is to always level up the thinking around business and entrepreneurship. This is an insight to why it happens, right? Everything stems from the top, always and forever. I promise you, your manager who sucks crap, the fault of that situation is the CEO. That's it. Always blame the CEO because it's the CEO's fault. Cool. Uh, question of the day. Do you like your CEO? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. What's Andy doing? What are you doing? Trying to get FaceTime. Trying to get some food with Alex? (laughs) What, you need a buddy to get lunch? No.